What would you do if you lived in the country with the highest rates of abortion in all the world? Our friend, Pastor Sandy Cancino, lives in Havana, Cuba, and Cuba is number one in the world in terms of the rate of abortion. It's a terrible, terrible statistical uh, reality in, in Cuba is that everybody has abortions without much thought or thinking. Pastor Sandy and those of us who work at Passion Life have been partnering for a number of years together to come up with a nationwide strategy. And recently we sent our other co-worker, uh, Anderson Ocampo, who lives in Medellin, Cuba, to uh, in Medellin, Colombia, to fly into Cuba and work with Sandy. Sandy has created a map of the island, uh, identifying the 15 provinces of, of the island, and has begun to pray and work toward finding a person in each one of those providences that will become a key leader. Sort of like when the Apostle Paul went through Asia and appointed elders for each of the churches that he will begin to work with long term. They are now uh, completing a trip where they were teaching the four questions to pastors and to a lot of medical doctors, to high school and college students teaching a pro-life apologetics, and demonstrating uh, the power of the gospel of life and identifying these key leaders across the land. I really wanted you to hear from Anderson directly as he's just returned now from this exciting two weeks of training in Cuba. Good morning, everyone, and God bless you. I am very thankful uh, for being back home and enjoying uh, family and resting for this week. Um, as you know, I am not going to be here today because I'm on a trip, a personal trip I had already scheduled. So I'm going to give you a brief report on my latest trip to Cuba, uh, which uh, was for two weeks. Uh, first, we were able to teach in six different cities. We had to take a, a plane. Sometimes we drive on a car, and one time I had to take a boat. So, number one, uh, I kicked off on Tibonet, in Playa Tibonet in Santiago, and, and I had the opportunity to teach uh, by the first time the whole course on intervention. And as you guys already know, I have been working on, on John's book, and I have created a, an extract, and I was able to make a course on, the, on eight lessons on intervention, uh, putting uh, some of my flavor and many, many examples. So that was very well received. I got feedback from some doctors. Uh, we had about 40 or 45 people. Uh, most of them were medical doctors, nurses, and some of the volunteers from Bos de Vida and other uh, health centers in the area. Uh, some came to me saying, um, now I have more tools to know how to speak to a woman instead of just saying this is a sin or appealing to other um, in a different manner. So uh, like Mahela, this doctor says, I love that because it shows me ways to show how to help the woman be reconciled with her own values. I moved to Puerto Padre. Puerto Padre, uh, I had the chance to teach two times to deliver two talks on Stand for Life to 40 youth leaders. Uh, these were youth leaders from different parts of the country. They have these meetings once a year. And I was invited by the, by Jornelis, uh, who is in charge of these leaders. And I, I delivered two different uh, conferences on uh, 
stand for life and how to show the worldview of life both biblically and logically and the importance of teaching the youth about uh, how to defend life so um some of these leaders came and said that this this is very new for them and hopefully they will uh, replicate this teaching i we moved uh with sandy to manzanillo now manzanillo manzanillo it's in grandma uh, very close to bayamo very very hot the weather was very very hot in everywhere and in this uh, opportunity we taught the four questions from now on we're teaching the four questions with sandy and javier so what i what i try to do was making a plan and divide up the four questions between me sandy and javier so we three taught the four questions and we included Daliatne, who is the the leader in bayamo and she was most in charge of question number three and part of question four showing how they are doing the work helping mothers in bayamo uh, at the beginning, uh, Sandy and Javier were a little reluctant to receive the the plan that I I came with, um, because I, my objective is to, uh, in a way, replicate myself and show how we have been teaching it in Medellin because we have been doing this in Medellin since 2021. We have different teachers, pastors that we divide up the lessons. So instead of one person teaching one whole question, we divide it up. So uh, at the end, we made it. We made it twice, and it went really well. Afterwards, they said it is more comfortable, it is easier, because you don't have to worry about teaching the whole question, which sometimes it's too much or a lot of uh, content, like in question number two. And so it kind of helps you release uh, the responsibility. And at the same time, shows the audience the dynamic and how they can do it as well in a way that it can be reproduced fast and rapid instead of giving tons of information, just sticking to the, uh, to the plan, to the, to the essentials. And so it was very nice. I think that they, they got a flavor. They, they, uh, they got more used to it to master certain or interact i would say with certain uh passages of scripture uh, getting to understand what are the essentials of each question and making sure we, they try to make the right connections as the flow moves in the four questions so that was part of my on my job replicate to encourage them to do it this way uh, instead of giving again tons of information that is non-essential or that is complementary sticking to the four questions material and sticking to the main bible verses so that people can see that they can do it now we move to bajamo and in bajamo we train the four questions again so uh four cities now now after bajamo again we moved into baracoa to baracoa baracoa is in guantanamo it's a beautiful place um they say that 70% are evangelical Christians, uh, and we taught there the four questions, again with Sandy. At this point, <laughs> uh, we were already uh, kind of exhausted, tired, uh, because we didn't have electricity. In one opportunity, we didn't have water. I think I already mentioned that. But we didn't have electricity, so we had to sleep with all windows and doors open um, because 
the 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 weather was uh, absolutely crazy. But we made it. We taught the four questions, and I have to say that all these trainings were we taught the four questions. Most of the attendees were medical doctors. I was very impressed by that. And we got many stories, testimonies from medical doctors. We got them on video. They are in Spanish, of course. But some of these doctors were former abortionists. And some of the nurses would come to me and say with tears, you don't know what I have, what I have seen done in these clinics. You don't know the other. I have experience in the rooms and the blood. And, and, and you don't know the abortionist doctors that work there that are that are addicts to abortions. So the the idea was to teach the four questions, identify a leader, and empower that leader or equip them to continue replicating the four questions and kind of creating a branch of the church or finding a way their own way to help the ladies in, in pregnancy crisis. Las Tunas. In Las Tunas we again taught the four questions. Um, it was by night and very beautiful uh, church and so the total people we trained was about 330 people again most of them were medical doctors we got some youth leaders and pastors of course but we had most of the attendees were medical doctors this is it I hope this is helpful I came back home with a big burden um, for Cuba I think everything seems to be worse every time i come the economics is crazy um the scarcity of food and basic basics is uh unthinkable and the only people i see smile and laughing and seem to have hope are the christians the rest i don't see i just see long faces and the spirit of desolation in this country is amazing uh, the amount and the level of blood shed is unthinkable. Um, the stories they tell, the methods that they use and done, including the stats for abortions, is amazing. Almost every person has had an abortion or is related to an abortion in their lives. So I'm very thankful uh, with God for this opportunity for using me and allow me to work uh, with these people in Cuba, with the brothers and sisters. Thank you guys for your prayers. Your prayers were heard and I felt them. I needed them for energy, for a strength, spiritual strength, um, physical strength, and, 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 and their help with the Holy Spirit to teach in a um, passionate way. So thank you so much and see you soon. As someone who's been long committed to training up another generation of leaders. Uh, I'm not only excited about what's happening in Cuba, I'm excited that people like Sandy and Anderson are coming forward to lead that effort. Uh, I didn't go to Cuba, they went to Cuba, and they're leading the effort to train up other leaders, and they're being seen as the leaders in Cuba for the work that Passion Life is doing. So uh, I'd encourage you to pray for these guys, uh, Pastor Sandy, who lives in Cuba, uh, Pastor Anderson, who lives in uh, Colombia, and they are going to be working together for for a long, long time, seeing if God will create a, a movement of life, spreading the gospel of life across that island, and taking it from number one 
in terms of abortion rates to number two, to number three, to number four, to number five, and on down that list. By the power of God and, and the perseverance of the faithful, we believe that we can do it. So get involved, watch our updates on, on Cuba, and uh, pray for Sandy and Anderson. Thank you.